Welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. <laughs> You're here with Bernice. And I'm Ella. We are so excited that this is the last episode of the year. Bye bye 2020. <laughs> been a hell of a motherfucking year. This year has been traumatic for me. But it's made me stronger. You know, you know, you know, you know. What is there to say about 2020? She was a... Um, she was she was something something else to be see, say the least we could do let's just should we just get into the episode yeah because i feel like right now my entire mood is really reflecting on 2020 and that's exactly what we're going to talk about this week so let's get on right on to it today's episode we're gonna cover a little bit about our 2020 feels and what we're looking forward to 2021 yeah so i guess i'll start off kind of what i did to reflect and would really encourage other people to reflect too is obviously 2020 has been has been full of disappointments we can we can all recognize that but i would really encourage people to sit down and really spend some time just listing out accomplishments that you've completed or really just good memories or gratitude just like things i'm very happy for because even the little things when you sit down and think about it it just kind of reframed 2020 for me because i thought like wow i have all these good memories were most Mm -hmm. of them created in my house yeah (laughs) (laughs) were most of them between me and my boyfriend yeah because you know scenery don't matter (laughs) yeah it doesn't matter so but it was good because there's also things like this might and i know like if you i want people to validate their feelings if they had a shitty year like Mm -hmm. i totally get it but there's little things like the one thing that I'm really proud of myself is I learned how to make eggs benedict right I always get it <laughs> your bitch loves brunch and brunch was shut down I love brunch and like mimosas and I always get eggs benedict because hollandaise is really hard to make mm-hmm. but I fucking love it it's like my favorite thing like I go fucking hard for some for a runny yolk with hollandaise so guess what I learned how to make it my goddamn self I love that and so it's just a little thing so just sit down and do it I think you'll feel a lot better yeah, I hope you can feed me soon. Uh, fun fact, when I lived with Ella, she would cook all the meals. So I'm grateful for her. She's a great cook. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wifey material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put a ring on her finger. All right. So for, I guess, general feelings, the same thing with reflecting that I've been doing. I'm definitely a glass half full type of girl. However, this year, I, you know, there's been ups and downs. It's really been a lot. And I feel like as my, I don't know, the type of person. I have being always positive trying to remain like happy looking forward to something you know strong in quotations like when things get hard sometimes giving yourself a place to grieve that moment or like thing that happened to you is a good thing one thing that I noticed is like I just kind of kept going like when I lost my job I was like okay like whatever like it's totally fine I'll just like do this and Mm -hmm. do that and I came to a point where I like broke down and I'm like it's so fucking unfair that like I basically I have a fucking job I just can't work because of COVID because of different immigration issues and it was the one time where I realized like even if we're positive people like all these things that happened are unfair are uncalled for and allowing yourself to be upset about them maybe not like the entire time that COVID has happened but just giving yourself time to really truly feel lost and angry about a situation was really good for me (laughs) yeah it's you have to like recognize the feeling in order Mm -hmm. to heal from it I feel like this year 
has been really crazy for my mental health because it's just been a roller coaster. Yeah. Like I'm in this year, I've gotten a job, I've been furloughed, I've been laid off, I've been rehired, and like now I'm getting promoted. And it's like <laughs> Jesus Christ, like all in one in one literally calendar year. And that's obviously really stressful when you include like what my friends are going through, what my boyfriend's going through, what my cousin's going through. And it just feels like a lot sometimes. And like right now I'm having a good day. I'm like, y'all <laughs> caught me on a good day. But last week it was like the weight of the world felt like a lot. Yeah. And another thing that I want to mention with accomplishments, like I feel like sometimes we get caught up and not really give the time to really give what we accomplish, like a really a moment, you know, and I do this all the time. Uh, even with this podcast like I've been beating myself up about like I'm making masks right now and my parents are always pushing me to grow my business but sometimes they don't realize like I'm doing all the work and with that it just like takes time and creativity and sometimes I don't feel like being creative and then I beat myself up about it because I'm not being creative and it's just kind of like a cycle and so taking a step back and looking like this year Ellen White and I started a podcast Woo! oh my gosh crazy. Um. <laughs> so exciting something we've it's been something we've wanted to do for a long time mm-hmm. and it took I mean, I'm so thankful to even be sitting down right now and sharing our year and like having a platform that I really love. Mm -hmm. And I just want to thank everyone that's listening and keeps on listening. Like you don't know, I don't want to cry, but like, (laughs) no, but like it really, it keeps me going because the only thing I look forward to in the morning, I have to show up every week and every week I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do this. It keeps me fucking going when sometimes I feel like watching Grey's Anatomy and going into a depression hole, like, you know, but I'm like, no, I have to do this for the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. So thank you so much for listening. Now getting on to a different, well, more of a view of the year. Elle and I both work together that we will not name because she wants to keep her job. (laughs) And I would like to have one once they allow me back. And we finally like got like we had the job before because we were contractors, but they like hired us, hired us. And it was like a $10 pay increase. And we're like, we made it. Going from like $32,000 a year to $53,000 a year was a propel that I had never experienced in my life. Um, It was nice. (laughs) So I have been working like minimum wage jobs Mm -hmm. since I was 16. I swear to God, I had an interview on my 16th birthday and I've had a job ever since. Yeah. And it's really cool to be like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but just being financially more secure and like not stressing about money has been such a relief and like I know like this is like a privilege that I have and I just feel like I have struggled for so fucking long like like, I moved out of my house when I was 18 right Mm -hmm. like and I've been living on my own and supporting myself since then and to be able to support myself and like only work a regular work week and not have two and three jobs and like feeling like I'm always having to hustle because like I'm getting pennies Mm -hmm. has been so nice because now I have time to to really deal with my mental health yeah and you get health insurance, which like also yeah <laughs> also helps. Yes, that one was a win for me. I haven't had health insurance in years, and it was like that was what I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, like even the pay increase was great, but I was like, I'm gonna have health insurance. Shit's lit. <laughs> Shout out for my We're birth control. For health insurance. <laughs> one thing that I really was inspired by this year right off the at the beginning was Shakira and JLo's Super Bowl performance and I recently rewatched it with my parents and I was like wow <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing beautiful wonderful and I 
I like to like look at the comments and like the flashback that it got for it being like a like a promiscuous performance as people would put it like this shouldn't be allowed on television like what is it just because they were brown women and they caused attention and it was the most active super bowl show there has been best super Super Bowl, beautiful Super Bowl show I've ever seen yeah in my lifetime yes so what I think it's funny about that is I saw a meme that was like everything started to go to shit and like we don't know how what happened when Shakira you know how she like did that (laughs) (laughs) she's like she unleashed a power (laughs) to the universe that we weren't ready for but COVID was really here before that I actually we went to San Francisco in january yeah it was january yeah and when i came back it was like when the first COVID person was like admitted in everett mm-hmm. and i was like severely ill and i had a headache i like had mm-hmm. migraines i was going into work and i went to the doctor and they were like yeah you have a slight fever i was like this has been going on for like a week i was just like want to make sure i'm cool and then they you were think like, you're patient zero maybe i'm not patient zero <laughs> but i I was just, like, aware of the situation. Like, I have never felt this way before. And then they just fucking... Set, they took a strep test and, like, a flu. And I didn't have either of those. And they just, like, drink water, be safe. You know, like, ciao. Um, oh, great. Yeah. Love the healthcare system. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's when COVID, like, really started for me. What about you, Ella? I think it got real when they sent us home for work. Yeah, and we were one of the first people that were, like, let go to our homes i guess to work because everything is remote and that was it's so ironic so in this year i've moved Mm -hmm. right and so i moved closer to work because before (laughs) i was literally doing two hours each way commute and i was like i can't do this like i have no time my mental health was like it was shit and so i made the decision to move closer to work and then i'm not exaggerating four weeks later we were working from home Mm -hmm. (laughs) full time (laughs) <laughs> I've been working for more since it's like this little irony that I definitely love this situation's much better but it's ironic that I was like you know what it makes sense to be closer to work because then I get more time you know with my dog well no I'm here all the time you know what's funny is that everyone thought this was gonna be done in like a month everyone was like oh yeah we'll see you back at work like in a couple of weeks <laughs> the government's gonna nip this pandemic in the butt <laughs> Jesus. It's literally funny, like, looking back at, like... How delusional is that? They would send out, like, an email, like, every three weeks, like, hey, things are still really fucking bad, so keep working from home. We have decided for the next six months and then a year. And now it's, like, forever. Literally. Gosh. Crazy. <laughs> another another thing that I find freaking funny that goes along with that is all the music festival tickets that we had. Just at first, they were, like... So like positive, they were like, in a couple of months, we're just like postponing this, until, postponing yeah, it into fall, into fall, into fall, and then they're like, okay, next year, next year, and I'm like, next year's coming up. Your girl has plenty of festival tickets and no money, so. She, I literally have so much um, Alaska fucking airline credits <laughs> because I had. I mean, obviously, like this is a very privileged point of view that like oh i like and i'm literally not upset about it like when i had to cancel trips i was like whatever not a big deal i'll use this later yeah i'll use this later mm, no so you'll just have i'll just have this alaska credit indefinitely okay i think that you like to point out the privilege thing because i feel like this is one of the years that i felt was um, really difficult for everybody because no one went without being impacted by covid mm-hmm 
um which i felt was like really powerful to see like people come together but i also saw like i've been noticing a lot of things that like really hurt me maybe it's my birth control and that's the reason i cry every day but like listening to the daily they go over like hospitals in in brooklyn when the pandemic like started and they were super overwhelmed too um they're doing like this week they're doing um like they go back to their favorite episodes like during the year and all of them are covid related and see how they're doing now and another one was talking about like undocumented people um during covid how they get no fucking relief and they they're doing it kind of like state by state but like if you're undocumented clearly like you you're not getting um your stimulus check and you're not getting any fucking benefits from the government so yeah. if you're like a cleaning lady or you're working under under the table at like any restaurant yeah. you're fucked right um so and then i was reading into a lot of states are doing programs where the government gives them money and then it's community ran so uh, technically you're not like on a list but uh, still a lot of people who are undocumented don't file for it because they believe that they're going to be kept on a list yeah. and then that's going to endanger um, their stay in America. So it's just been a really hard fucking year for everybody, but especially a lot of like lower income communities. Yeah. I feel one of the things when people are like, oh, I'm so sorry that, you know, you are unemployed and I can't believe the government is taking this long to like figure your shit out. And I'm like, I can't. They're evicting people. They're evicting yeah. their own citizens. And you think like they're going to care about me? Like, no <laughs> I, I i mean i literally every day i'm like very thankful for the situation and obviously like if you're listening and you are in a really bad situation my heart goes out to you like i kind of think about where i would be a year ago like if this happened mm-hmm. to me in 2019 i would be fucked like yeah you know and god life is crazy you yeah. know but i definitely feel for people and I was furloughed and I was literally on unemployment and that was such an uncomfortable experience because I've been working since I was 16. Like, I, you know, I like to work and not working and not like feeling like so lost. (laughs) 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 It's just so hard because it's like, oh, fuck, like, shit. What am I supposed to do here? It's really a crazy experience being unemployed because at first it's like, okay, like, yeah, I have this time to like do some stuff. And then you, like, if you are able to, you file for unemployment and you kind of work through those um, avenues. But then there comes a time where you're, like, what is my purpose, right? And then you have to figure it out. And I think along with that really goes into, like, mental health. Because my mental health has been spiraling for two reasons. One of them being unemployment. Because, it like, I really thrive on a fucking schedule. And when you're not employed, then you have no, like, what the fuck are you waking up in the morning for? You don't need to wake up at a.m. for anything unless you give yourself a fucking purpose. And I think it can get really dark when you realize that your, like, sleeping schedule is fucked. Yeah. Your will to fucking live, that there's a pandemic going on, that black people are getting killed every day. And for me, that really, like, sent me off, like, the wanker. Like, I was really not, like, I've been in lapses where I, I'm really not okay because I get really overwhelmed with what what's going on in the world. Yeah. And then I, like, get my stuff together and I'm like, okay, I need to get myself out of this and these are the ways that I'm going to work through the situation that I'm going to, that I'm going through. So I think this year has been a lot of trial and error and people figuring out how to live their lives without everything being planned for them. I think it's interesting... <laughs> 
you know, I started therapy in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> and t- it's been very interesting because I obviously started going to therapy because I literally just had the means to and needed to. Like my anxiety was getting out of control. And <laughs> ironically, the one of my main anxieties, like I literally am fearful of the world. Like I have like catastrophic thinking um so honestly going on that bus every single day like there was literally a shooting at my bus stop literally like what like it was literally right before this pandemic there was there was shootings everywhere downtown seattle like it was getting like Mm -hmm. like actually kind of dangerous like it was really stressing me out so ironically now that i'm home it's like not good you know (laughs) (laughs) outside was unsafe yeah inside is unwell in the head yes (laughs) And then, you know, I got a new diagnosis this year and I've been like dealing with that. Um, I'm, I have complex PTSD and I've been diagnosed with it for the first time this year. And it was interesting. I've been working on it and it, it honestly, very interesting how the brain works. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I literally felt crazy and like I felt like and then I just like have been with this new diagnosis specifically. It just kind of makes sense. Like um, it makes sense. It makes sense why I'm doing certain things and it helped a lot. So yeah. that's been good. But um, the thing that you talked about, about um, talking about like Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. that happened this year. And it's really crazy because we've been talking about uh, not to be like we've been talking about this, but I'm just saying this is a bit of discussion that we've had about Black Lives Matter and police brutality like for years years, literally for years we've been talking about this i remember a quote from sean king was if you want to know who you'd be in the civil rights movement who are you now yeah and so going to the protests and being on the ground was very stressful for me i checked i ended up talking to my therapist and we decided that it's okay i can perform activism in different ways dude i i had the same thing i went and i was like really empowered and it mm-hmm. felt it was overwhelming but it in a good way at first because i was like what what a time to be here present yeah. like fighting for something that has been going on for years and it's still a fucking issue and then going into like the chob chaz area within like protesting before it became a thing i was really not okay because me either the, like you have people that come to the protest to like really be there to fight for a cause and then there's people like part of the proud boys or other organizations that are coming or trying to lead people like in different directions really just to cause chaos and all of that like i have really bad social anxiety and yeah like that's why sometimes i seek like alcohol to ease it but obviously i'm not gonna drink at a protest (laughs) and i was like i don't think i can be here like as much as i want to like fight for this movement i need to find other like ways that I can do it I and I really had to find what worked for me and one of the biggest thing was like what I can do is educate myself and what I can do yeah. is educate others and encourage others to also educate themselves about this these types of issues and also by doing art because when you got a lot of chaos in your head and you don't know how to like go and do something about it you have to have a certain sort of an out and I found like art to be the way that like it healed my soul in a way yeah obviously shout out to everyone who organizes the protests and go to the protests when i tell you i can't take a bus without having an anxiety attack (laughs) um going to a protest with that many people it was like i don't have anxiety attacks 
daily anymore. Woo! In college, I was literally breaking down every single fucking day, which is a problem. Anyways, but I was having full-blown anxiety attacks, and I talked to my therapist about it, and she was like, there's a lot of ways that you can, like, you're not a bad advocate because this is just not a good place for you right now. Mm -hmm. And also, it's really, you know, cognitive behavior. CBT is the kind of therapy that I do. And it's really hard in those moments to calm yourself down. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, practice being calm. Yeah. If I can't be calm in my motherfucking house, then, like, going to a protest <laughs> and trying to be yeah. calm is just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> here's one therapy tip that I got for dealing with my anxiety. And it was assessing where I was in a scale from 1 to 10. Like, 1 being I feel, like, anxious to 10 being, like, I'm having a full-blown anxiety attack. Like, I can't breathe. Like, I need to yeah. you know. And that has really helped me because in the steps between, like, at a, a like, a 5, you're, like, a manageable. But, like, you want to get out of being around people because you are like worried that you're gonna have an anxiety attack in public which yeah. gives you more anxiety and like at a seven or an eight it's like that's when you have to ask yourself it like you need somebody like you need to ask for help to let somebody know what you're going through so they can be there with you and that has been probably the most helpful tool that I have gotten because now I can assess like oh I feel anxious like how anxious do I feel mm-hmm. how am I gonna prevent it from getting worse yeah and when is it that I need to ask for help so we can definitely put out some like resources for you to check out that skill or someone else that can explain it more eloquently but I guess overall with mental health and with everything that went on this year Ella are there any things that you look back on that you're like COVID was positive in which ways because you know we're glass half fucking full people out here i mean i have never had this much time to myself i don't really love the office setting to be completely honest like Mm. there's pros and cons to it but like constantly being around people is kind of overstimulating for me so being home alone has really taught me to just be with myself I've had a lot of time with my thoughts. I'm still working through things, but I've had just a lot of self-growth because I kind of had to, you know? Mm -hmm. I've decided to take the time to work on my mental health and to work on myself, and I'm a lot calmer, and that's, I feel, I don't know, it's not like a blessing, but yeah, and then, you know, good things, like, I'm in a relationship now that started this year. I'm super in love and we're in a really good place. So that's really tight. And then I have been connecting with my family a lot more. I've just been creating time for my family because I think like COVID has really taught me like nothing in life is guaranteed, especially now. And so just calling my grandma like as much as possible and, and talking to my dad and that's been good and I feel like I was kind of slacking on that just because I was really just worried about me myself and I and this year I've been worried like worried about more people that's good yeah what about you it has been a crazy year (laughs) um but uh, of course starting the podcast big fucking win um getting the honestly getting unemployed like being unemployed like sucks because I have no money but it has given me the time to do everything like fully like out you know what I mean like full it's like when you dance and they're like it's a practice you do it like full out like yeah this is where you actually 
put the whole work into the thing instead of being like well I work from nine to five and then in two hours of every day or one hour or whatever I have time to put into something else yeah um so that has been actually like really nice other than the fact that I have no money (laughs) but I'm looking forward to growing my business and that's something that I've always wanted to do I'm having more time to prepare myself I've been wanting to move and now I can tell you like I'm 100% mentally there like I'm manifesting moving I'm ready whenever that time comes it will come that's another thing I've accomplished this year and I thank COVID for it is I put like I'm really hard on myself when things don't go at the like type of timeline I want them to and this year has really just like put a full-on stop on all the and th- a lot of the things that I want to do and how I can get to them so um learning to just like be present in the moment and like things are gonna work out when they're gonna work out um and then you know I also started looking more at how I spent because it turns out that I spent mm-hmm. a lot of money on alcohol and that's not <laughs> yeah. a good thing <laughs> um so it has obviously like it hasn't been a year of saving because I've been unemployed but it has been a year to look at the types of places I'm putting my money towards and reflecting on that and seeing how I want to change that post-COVID era if we ever fucking get there and it's also allowed me to look at my drinking I honestly our last episode with Beth Mm -hmm. I really reflected on that conversation about alcohol and I was just like I'm just going to see if I can go without drinking until bars open again. And I'm just going to see how long I can go for. It's very interesting. Like, COVID happened at, like, I feel like I was already changing before COVID, if that makes Mm. sense. Like, I was already kind of thinking about my relationship with going out. Like, I had already decided I'm no longer going to Capitol Hill bars because they're gross. (laughs) I don't like them. Disgusting. They (laughs) fucking set my anxiety off. I hate them. And so I was like, okay, yeah. So I'm just going to move to another part of town and drink. And then I was even there and I was like, ah it's getting expensive like you know like i had yeah. more money but i didn't have more money because i did this you thing were just spending more i was it. just spending mm-hmm. more of it and so i was kind of looking at that before covid happened and covid happened and i was like okay well i'm not going to bars uh covid made that decision for me and that's cool i actually was already good planning on not doing that and i've been like just trying to work on myself and if you're not doing that that's fucking okay if you're just (laughs) trying to get by day by day cool but for me in order to do that i had to deal with these issues (laughs) they were present yeah they were coming they were crawling out yes literally (laughs) yeah well this year thankfully it is the end of an donald trump era or so you think i don't fucking know i was so very this is kind of connected but this beauty influencer who i've really looked up to mm-hmm. my entire life like she was on youtube very early on came out as a trump supporter call that bitch out who is it amanda ints insane no idea who she is. okay so if if you like okay so fun fact about ella uh i have a youtube page that has nothing on it but hidden videos from 10 years ago of beauty tutorials can you Um, bring them back out and do reaction (laughs) videos i might have to it's it's so funny because it's literally from like the era of youtube when a macbook laptop was acceptable and so i really looked up to this person and she came out as a donald trump supporter but the part about it that i'm just like is not clicking is that they she was wearing a fucking fraud like christmas sweater right 
Mm. And she was just like, look, you know, in 2020, if you love Donald Trump, like you're a fucking criminal. And I'm like, who? No, that's actually not true at all. <laughs> and <laughs> that was like, bitch, you're delusional. And then she was in the comments, like being like, oh, liberals are are brainwashed by media. Uh, they don't know what the reality of the situation is. And I'm like, girl, you need to check the news because every they haven't even brought fraud cases to any courts because they have no fucking evidence they have been bringing other court cases but they're not fraud cases you real like i feel like people realize that the one fraud case that they had we had this crazy fucking bitch with her messy bun and glasses yelling at senators and they, they were like you need to calm down and she is the only person who says there's fraud right they have no fucking evidence it's not fraud it everyone has agreed that there was not fraud on this election except for donald trump and donald trump supporters i hope everyone can now accept the coming of events yeah like it it's just so crazy to me and it's like fucking like joe biden or don't like joe biden but saying that the election is fraud is like that's some dictator shit that's some fascism shit (laughs) i'm heated about this (laughs) anyways good news donald trump Uh, bye bye let's hope yeah None for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> bye bye. Um, and honestly, I am excited. I'm not excited about like Biden because I've never really liked him. I am excited about the fact that there is going to be like a woman, <laughs> a woman in office. Like, yay! Yeah. Snaps. That's when, a big one. When they got elected, you know, obviously Kamala came out and gave a speech, and I was just like, what a moment, you know. Yeah, it was a good moment. So she's the first woman in the White House. She's going to be the first person of color as vice president. Now, mind you, it's 2020. It's been too fucking long. <laughs> and I know this is going to sound so weird, but she, ha- you know, like her family dynamic. Mm-hmm. I feel like that reflects so much more of the families in, in the U.S. In the US. Yeah. And like that's like a weird thing to connect with. But like as someone who has like a step parent and mm-hmm. my parents are divorced, it's kind of cool because it feels like it opens up the doors to like you just don't have to be a straight white cisgendered man in yeah. order to be president mm-hmm. who is so perfect by this weird archaic definition of a good stand up man who provides for his family. Yeah. Like I just don't like that gross so i'm excited <laughs> i'm very excited me too man i just love i mean obviously people are not that she cannot be criticized but i feel mm-hmm. like overall she's a cool person she keeps it real has she done some interest has she had some interesting choices in her past yes but here's the thing we all have oh literally we've all made bad calls yes hers are probably obviously way bigger scale yeah but we all have places where we can grow (laughs) and some shit that wasn't our best ever and i'll you know i'm gonna be honest in this i don't know if i want to say this publicly but i'm leaning towards like being a communist at this point (laughs) um (laughs) we didn't go this was gonna go i mean this is gonna go i'm just saying i've been i've been learning a lot this year i've been reading books i've been like you know, I've been growing my mind. And in that, I'm bleeding. I don't like capitalism. It's fucked up. It really is. I don't like capitalism. I don't like seeing people homeless and other people in million-dollar mansions that they don't need. It doesn't make sense to me. It makes me really sad in my heart, to be honest. And so, yeah. Also, the TikTok algorithm knows. So they show me, like, communist um, <laughs> and Marxist theory all the time. 
Well, we'll leave you with that. <laughs> Plugs of the week. This week, for my plug of the week, I am shouting out Chelsea Donata, and she is a fiber artist meaning that she uses recycled fibers to create art. She does um, macrame, and um, you just check out her shop. It's super colorful, very cute um, statement pieces, or really just a good way to like decorate your house with honestly some good motherfucking vibes. If you want to look for some shopping, is donatadesignsco.com, and it will be up on our instagram all right so my plug of the week is usually we like to do small artists and stuff Mm -hmm. and mine's bigger it's a netflix show but it's bridgerton and oh my god i love it i love (laughs) it and honestly like as someone who's obsessed with romance novels seeing people that look like me in a romance piece i've been crying just because it's it's never happened before and i love this genre so much and like it's the representation is just so fucking cool and it just shows you why representation is important and of course not without criticism but i just love it it's so good it basically tells you the tale of original fuck boys and i think it's so interesting and it's greatly written it's funny i'm obviously obsessed with it i almost watched the whole season in one sitting I literally was staying up to like 5 a.m. yesterday <laughs> watching it. Anyways, that's my plug of the week. Go take a look. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been a great year. We're looking forward to 2021. We're getting stickers. We're going to give them to you. We have some. We, we're going to have some great guests. We're just thank you so much for supporting us in 2020. But we're so excited to bring you more and just grow in 2021. Let us know what you want to hear in 2021. We'd love to know. As always, please find the plugs of the week at thanks number four, your concern. And that's our Instagram where you will find links to basically everything. You can also get to know our guests there because they all have Instagrams. (laughs) Our personal Instagrams are at Ella Ella Tudor and at Berenice DSM, which you can also find on our Instagram. And TikToks. We're yes. everywhere. Yes. You can also follow us on Twitter. Love it, that. It's just me tweeting. So. <laughs> <laughs> you might like it. You might not. I don't know. I probably will misspell everything on the tweet. It's endearing. I think. <laughs> it's quirky. It's cute. <laughs> Bye. Bye.